0: Welcome back to Under Pressure, your favorite business building podcast for the pressure washing community. Today, we are very excited to bring to you Jeff Engel, the COO of ICI Insurance. Uh, Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So Jeff and I met uh, down in Orlando at the IWCA joint venture with uh, PWNA for Mm -hmm. the the conference they had down there. And I'm very excited to have Jeff on today to talk about insurance in this industry specifically. Jeff specializes in um, insurance for contractors, specifically pressure washers and window cleaners. And so, Jeff, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to specialize in in this specific industry? Is there a story for you? How have you got into this? Well,
1: my my story really goes back to before insurance, really. Uh, I was in manufacturing industry and I was uh, 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 specialized in safety and risk management for a very large organization and uh, decided I want a career change, uh, but loved helping people and helping uh, people in industry solve problems. And so <laughs> I knew lots of the you know regu- regulations and the risk management practices that you would need to run a good business. So um, left that business, went into insurance, um, and immediately started writing contractors because I was able to speak their language and I could talk to them about OSHA and some of the different strategy- strategies they had. And then, um, you know, started, I wrote a uh, a window cleaning franchise that did some pressure washing as well and started talking to them. And I told them the story about how, when I was a kid, my parents had actually um, moved into a a larger house and they bought equipment. They bought a, a, uh, a window cleaning, like commercial window cleaning equipment so they could clean the windows. And my dad's like, I'll pay you to do this. I was in eighth grade and all my buddies were like mowing lawns. And I said, okay, so I did it and he paid me. I was like, and the neighbors saw me doing it. And they said, Hey, can you do that? And I was like, yeah, I could do that for you. So I did it and I made a good chunk of money on it. So then I had this racket in uh, high school (laughs) and I actually have a, a business card uh, from my day. That's back from like my home address from when I was in eighth grade. Wow. uh, does windows. So, so then when I started telling people about that, then they're like, oh man, not only does he get the risk management, he actually used to do this to, you know, hustle and earn a living back when he was in high school. So, um, you know, here I am today and I've got that business card from when I was 14 on my desk. So
0: that's a great
1: story. I can't believe you actually have the business card still. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. So for- we found, we found like three of them and I, I, uh, I told my uh, I told my wife I'm like, do not get rid of that, and then she ended up giving me a frame for it. So,
0: so I'm very glad you told that story because it's important for everyone listening to understand that Jeff is a specialist in your industry. So today we are going to talk about the pitfalls of taking on the cheapest insurance that you can find. The, yeah. The, the current environment. What? Why is this important? So. Um, I guess we can just get into the very basic first and then we'll get into the specifics. But Jeff, what is the power of having the right insurance? What can that mean for business? Well, the biggest thing is peace of mind. Um, You know, most of
1: the people on this podcast are, are business owners and, you know, they're trying to go and get up and run a business every day and they need to know that they've got somebody that has their back, that has the right coverage that they need. Um, and, if, and if you're going out for, you know, contractors a lot of times work on bids, and so that's kind of their mentality. So, you know, that being their mentality, they think that's what I should do for insurance too. Well, if you go out and you, and you tell people you're trying to get bids on insurance and you go to multiple locations, um, what that does is they're automatically going to try and get you the, the least expensive coverage possible. Um, and a lot of times and what we'll talk about is that that least expensive coverage probably isn't going to have a lot of the things you need. Um, what they should do is go to an independent agent, okay, uh, like myself, that's got contracts with multiple carriers and go to someone that specializes in what they have. Because then what I'm able to do, what our agency is able to do is to essentially say, okay, here's the minimum coverage that you need that we will let you walk out the door with for your business which is gonna include some endorsements that you might not get elsewhere, but then we're gonna be the ones that send it out to multiple carriers. And then we're gonna have all these different quotes based on what state you're in and how much payroll you're gonna have. And then we'll say, okay, based on everything you told us, here's the insurance you need with all the endorsements you need to protect you and your business.
0: So it sounds like you can't just go to a big buck store and get a cookie cutter plan. You need to actually have the specific solution for your business. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, You know, for pressure washing, for example, um, most insurance companies, uh, many of them at least, will not write insurance for a pressure washing operation. Um, And there's several reasons for that. But then the ones that do, even if you, um, you know, any of these major carriers that you see on TV every weekend watching a football game, they all like to advertise. So even if they do want to write a pressure washing business, you have to have somebody that's going to ask for the specific endorsements they need. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest one is, is known as care, custody, and control. And then there's another one that's just as important called voluntary property damage. And what people don't know is that if you just get a basic general liability policy, and you're pressure washing something and say the nozzle itself comes off and, and shoots and damages the, the surface you're working on, that's gonna be excluded on your policy unless you have care custody and control or, or voluntary property damage endorsed onto, onto the policy. Um, so really, really, really critical that that you have those coverages in place because otherwise, if you damage something you're cleaning, and cleaning or you've been hired to clean, no matter how it was that it got damaged it's going to be excluded unless those endorsements are in place interesting
0: so what is the the current uh environment so we had talked about some of the some of the pitfalls of, of not going with the specific great specific right. coverage for you so right. what do you see i guess in the public um sphere now going on that, that's either of concern to you or yep. a cause of celebration. I'm curious, like we know what can go wrong or actually right. can you share with us what could go wrong in, right. in that current environment? So the,
1: the current environment, um, anybody that's spent any time at home and watches the news can see that uh, that you know most of the ads, it seems like to me at least, especially during daytime news, if you ever go home and watch the 12 o'clock news or something like that, or watch a rerun of it, it's at least in our market, it's primarily consumed with lawyers and attorneys advertising. And some of them have completely um, pulled away the, the, the kind of facade of what they're doing. And they even say, if you get in a wreck with a company vehicle, they don't even say if you get in a wreck or if you think you need an attorney, they actually literally say, if you get in a wreck with a company vehicle, you need to call us. So what I remind business owners of that all the time because what they need to know is when they're driving around in a vehicle that has a, a business owner name on it or, or, you know, name of a business, they're essentially a, a driving billboard for somebody that whether or not the business is at fault, um, they think they have deep pockets. Everybody thinks business owners have deep pockets. And you and I both know that when business owners are starting out, there's sometimes no pockets, let alone deep pockets,
0: right? Yeah.
1: So, it's really, really important that that business owners know and understand that, and the one thing they can do to protect that is to at least get a, a good limit of liability coverage for their for their vehicles, um, because what that's going to do is protect you know a, a lawsuit for some you know could be frivolous, could be um, you know actually you know, allowable, but some, protect them from some sort of lawsuit that could go over their insurance and then go against them personally, and they could actually lose the business. Wow.
0: So but that, there that,
1: are, I will, I will go on and say, I will, there's, there's some things that they can do nowadays to, mm-hmm. to help mitigate the cost of insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's several things that come to mind. I would say the biggest one is um, just be careful who you're hiring and who mm-hmm. you're driving. Um, I recommend that, that when you're hiring, you, you know, run an MVR, a motor vehicle report of that, of that employee before you hire them, because it needs to be somebody that you can trust and trust to drive. Um, doing that up front will prevent the, the potential issues of, you know, I've hired this person and then I run their motor vehicle report and realize they can't drive. Um, that can be a huge issue. And I know it's really hard in this day and age to find labor and find people to work for you. But you know, it, it is it is a, a big recommendation of us to take your time and at, at least do that last check. You know, it might cost $20, $30 in your state depending on where you are, but uh, it's going to be worth it if you find out that they have a suspended license or they have DUIs recently or something else that, you know, you really can't get around. That's one. An- another is uh, GPS tracking devices. Uh, we're seeing more and more contractors, especially... Uh, put in GPS tracking devices in their vehicles. And they, you know, they hear that and they may think, oh my God, that's going to be really expensive. It's really not. The technology has improved quite a bit. And if you sign a subscription to a, to a professional service, mm-hmm. uh, there's various fleet tra- tracking technologies down to a fleet of one that you can get. And it might only cost you $30 a month to have a camera that's facing both forward and if you want, you can get them that face also at the driver to ensure that your employees aren't like on their cell phone while they're driving and it's, there's no distracted driving going on. Um, and I'll tell you that's the number one easiest way to defend yourself in the event of a liability, um, liability related vehicle crash. And you know, if, if I'm a business owner and my liability is at stake, but it's my employees that are doing the driving. I'm probably going to want to have something that's, you know, quote unquote, my eyes and ears out on the road. And if you do things like that, you can usually get a discount on your auto insurance for it.
0: I'm curious now, are there other steps you could take uh, in, in the operation of your business to, to get insurance insurance? prices for other specific things to, to decrease? Some, as someone who's starting a business that says, hey, yeah. I need insurance, but I need to get yeah. the, I need to do it right, but I need the cost right. lower. What What other measures could they take?
1: Right, so no, great question. So uh, one would be, you know, so uh, property insurance and, and mobile equipment insurance. Yes, it's necessary. Yes, you need it. But um, if you look at it and you think, okay, if I have a property claim or, you know, my equipment gets stolen, Yes, it's an issue, like it might cost three, four thousand dollars and that's expensive. But if I don't have liability coverage in place for the right things and I damage, you know, you could damage a hundred thousand dollar piece of work and not have coverage for it, and that's a much bigger loss. So I always say, okay, make sure you've got your liability, make sure you've got your auto liability, make sure you've got your workers compensation, and then go and buy your coverages for like in the marine or also known as mobile equipment. Uh, you know, property insurance for property at the shop and then uh, vehicle insurance. You can also raise deductibles um, on any of those once you do have those. Um, But a big one and one I like to tell people is that, um, you know, your most important meeting of the year from an insurance standpoint is not actually with your agent. It's actually going to be with your auditor. Okay, Mm -hmm. And if there's one meeting that can one make you pull your hair out and two make or break you it's going to be your general liability and work comp audit at the end of the year and the best way to prepare for those is to start before the year even starts you know we talk to people quite a bit and tell them okay so here's the code you have for workers compensation here's the code you have for general liability and we recommend that they actually get those codes kind of built into their payroll system So that then as they go through the year, whenever they go, you know, say they're going to to do pressure pressure washing on a building and 20% of the hours on that building require them to be above ground in a lift or something like that. What we're doing is we're saying, okay, every time you do that job, it needs to be recorded in your system to where it shows you're doing 80% of those hours from the ground, which is one worker's comp code, and then the other the final 20% from above the ground in a lift or, you know, maybe from a high ladder or um, maybe even from a rope in some circumstances, whatever that is. But those need to be documented in that other class code because then they're going to be able to get a nice clean report that's going to have the class codes, which is exactly mm-hmm. what the auditor is looking for, and hand those to him at the end of the year. So then the less questions an auditor has to ask, the less surprises are going to come your way. Um, And and with that, you know, we do have some carriers that also let you do what we call pay-as-you-go for workers' compensation. So, for instance, some states, you know, depending on how how far north they are, there may be certain months where their business is almost zero, and then the summer months are just, you know, they're just slammed. And it makes it really hard to cut your, your normal monthly check for workers' compensation in January, when you hardly have any income coming in. So mm-hmm. if you get a pay as you go workers compensation carrier, you can get it to where the months you're cutting the small check is the months you have the low income as well. And so that's that really helps a business owner out from a payroll from
0: a cash flow standpoint. Absolutely. Thank you. So we need to take a word a minute to hear a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back.
1: You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But, what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to takebackyourprovince.com and download your report today.
0: Welcome back to Under Pressure. Thank you for joining us. As I had said before, we have Jeff Engel, the CEO of ICI Insurance. We're very happy to have him here today. He is an expert in insurance for this industry, and so we are going to get his insight, advice, and information, as much of it as we can, to you, our audience. So my first question as we come back to you, Jeff, is can you use insurance as a sales tool if someone is getting bids for a project and you know they they're worried about the the money right so from the consumer end if they're worried about you know what's this quote period just the money side is insurance something you can use to tell someone hey come with us because you use us because we have insurance because we have the right insurance is is it something that can be used as a sales tool absolutely you know um there's lots and lots of fly-by-night
1: contractors, and it doesn't matter if you're talking power washing or window cleaning or concrete or any other type of of uh, home services. There are lots and lots of fly-by-night contractors, and you know there's something to be said to say you know I am a reputable business. We uh, you know we're established. We have all these proper controls in place, but one of the biggest ones is insurance, and. Never be ashamed if somebody says, oh, well, my price is a little too high. Well, yeah, my, they say my price is too high. Well, tell them it's high partly because we have the right insurance in place. In some places, they might ha- not have insurance at all. Um, that's a huge deal because what people need to know is, you know, as a business owner, you want peace of mind about your business, but if you think about it, the homeowner wants peace of mind about their home at the same time, right? And so they want to know that if if you go and you accidentally screw something up, that you've got the right coverage in place to get it fixed. I mean, that's yeah. all there is to it. Um, and so, you know, leverage that peace of mind that, that you know, you're using or that you're getting from purchasing insurance to talk to that homeowner about the same peace of mind, you know. And, and uh, you can have an example certificate that says, you know, here's a copy of the certificate of insurance that we have. And if you request one that you know, that has uh, your information on it, we'll get it to you. Um, that's one of the other things we do when we uh, write general liability insurance. Um, there's various ways you can do it. And, and the way we do it is we typically include various contractual language requirements that you might see if you're going to go and, and clean for a small business or something like that. And it might, You might hear fancy terms like additional insured or waivers of subrogation, um, those type of terms are ones that if you're going to clean for like a, a small business or a, a franchise chain or something like that, that they, they might require you to have. And, you know, don't be afraid to show a homeowner that like we have all these different things that you would need. Um, and, you know, if you want a certificate showing you as a certificate holder, we can do it. Just don't ever be afraid to go and say, no, you know, we're sure properly we have what we need here's why, you know, we can give you peace of mind, knowing that if we're going to work on your home and if some, you know, God forbid something happens, you're going to be okay.
0: Absolutely. So Jeff, let's go back to your story of how you, how you got involved in this specific industry. And I know it's, uh, it's pressure washing and uh, window cleaning that you're, that, that you're providing insurance to. So if we have, so I'm, I'm jake obviously jake aronson if we have a little jake aronson that gets uh-huh. his first pressure washer and wants to run out there and start a pressure washing company but right now it's a hobby but i have a big vision what's my timeline what, what should my timeline look like i obviously i'm not a little kid thinking this far ahead but for someone who's starting out a pressure washing business, where do all these p- pieces fit in? Is this something you have to get all at once? Is this something that you push back until you're a certain size? Or is this something that you get, you know, one piece of coverage after the other, at, after you hit certain milestones? So I'm yeah. curious, what should that that timeline look like for, for a business owner from, you know, in the inception of the business to growth? Right, great question. So um,
1: really it's it's gonna be kind of an in-between answer. I mean. I'm gonna tell you that every single contractor needs to get general liability insurance. And because it is so inexpensive to include it in, I'm gonna recommend they all get the general liability insurance that includes the mobile equipment and the voluntary property damage already included. So mm-hmm. typically that's gonna be able to be written on one policy. And that one policy would have, you know, you would you would get all those Endorsements for your mobile equipment, your liability for a million dollars in coverage, um, and uh, and then your voluntary property damage all in one. Um, The you know after that, so the minute you think you're going to potentially hire an employee, um, you need to make sure you've got workers' compensation in place, and and I encourage them to do it sooner rather than later. (laughs) And the reason I encourage that is that. Um, with workers' compensation, similar to general liability, you're gonna get audited every year. And so if you go and say, okay, well, I'm gonna get ready to start hiring an employee. And you know, I think maybe the payroll of this employee is gonna be $30,000 a year. You wanna get the coverage and everything set up and ready to go for them. And if at the end of the year, you don't pay all those $30,000, that's okay. You can get some money back on your workers' compensation. So, it's not 100% lost money. Um, and, and you can usually get a sizable amount back. Um, the other thing I'll tell you is that the auto is sometimes, and depending on the st- circumstances, you may or may not get the auto insurance uh, before you even get the workers' compensation. What I tell people is if they're going to have a vehicle that's driving around, like I call them, you know, a, a roaming billboard essentially. Um, that has any sort of contact information for their business, yeah. they need to start talking about getting a business own, a business policy that includes the insurance for the auto, um, and they need to talk to their agent and make sure it's properly listed and everything like that. Um, just because if you're if you have all these hopes and dreams of growing, the things that can that can throw it out the fastest is some sort of uncovered claim from a standpoint of property damage or auto liability or an employee getting injured. Um, those are the type of things that can just wipe out a whole business. They're not, um, you know, the equipment or coverage for something in a shop. If you rent out a location or something like that, that's kind of secondary because, you know, you can go back and replace that stuff. You know, it's just property, but when you get into the type of, uh, Type of claims that could be a lawsuit. That's what you got to start worrying about. So, I mean, first and foremost, your general liability, your voluntary property damage, and usually, just because it's, it, we're talking, dirt cheap, uh, adding on the mobile equipment to it because it's all kind of bundled into one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Auto insurance. As soon as you've got something that I that is a driving billboard, you need to get some form of coverage for liability of at least a million dollars on your auto. And then, um, and then as soon as you start thinking about hiring an employee, you need to add the workers' compensation. Um, The other thing is that then, you know, years later, you start getting bigger and you're going to realize, oh, I've got insurance that renews at three to four times a year. And I have to constantly get new certificates and talk to my agent three to four times. Pick one of the dates, uh, the renewal dates that say two two months out and tell your agent, hey, I want to. I want to have everything start renewing on this date. They can do that. You know, um, a lot of times we'll tell them the best one is to renew on your workers' compensation date, but really, um, if they just pick one of their current renewal dates, we can usually make everything coincide with with their main date. It makes things a lot easier for them because then they can just look at all their insurance one time a year and do a, you know, a real good thorough review with their agent um, and then move on from that.
0: That sounds very convenient, like that could save a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to, a lot of
1: time, a lot of headache. And then the, the big thing is that if you have a work comp audit, you usually have a general liability audit. And if you want, if they line up, then you're only preparing for an audit
0: one time. Wow. So do you have any any other little, uh, little golden nuggets like that, that people might not be so aware of, uh, that could, could save them a little bit of a headache? The big thing in...
1: In this type of insurance is to look at your payrolls, um, look at your payrolls that are listed. Um, There's, you know, by state, there's different variations on how payroll of an owner needs to be classified um, for both general liability and workers compensation. But if you're looking at pricing and you're looking at some other competitors pricing and theirs is really, really low uh, compared to somebody else, there's a good chance it could be because the payrolls are different. So what I recommend is that people look at the the rate that you're paying for, for each dollar of payroll instead of just looking at the, the, uh, the total premium itself. Um, because otherwise, it's really hard to compare because you're looking at apples and oranges. Mm. Um, so really want to point that out, make sure people know that. And then um, always, always, always in your business, ask if it includes voluntary property damage and care, custody and control. That is like Uh, biggest mistake
0: number one yeah all right so um i guess before we wrap up i have one more question for you and we probably already covered it but what is the the biggest mistake someone could avoid doing as they are looking into insurance for their business
1: yeah i would say uh just not paying attention to it and not asking the right questions of their agent um and and uh making sure that they at least stop, pay attention, ask the right questions, and um, and don't just look at the bottom line. It's really, really, really hard to just look at that bottom number and say, oh, I don't need that add-on or I don't need that add-on. Um, you know, we're going to show you what coverages are actually optional that we consider yeah. optional for your business, but there's some that, you know, other agents might say are optional, but I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I'm not going to let anybody write a pressure washing policy for a pressure washer that doesn't include certain things that um, other agents may say are optional and try and pull them out to uh, to cut the cost. Uh, Because otherwise, if I did that later on, you'd be really, really mad at me. So uh, (laughs) yeah, just don't just look at that bottom line. I would say really, really evaluate and talk to your agent, make sure they know what they're doing and that they've got those, those proper coverages.
0: All right, Jeff. So if someone's listening to this podcast and they're thinking, wow, I really need to stop neglecting insurance. And this is something I really need to think about. What are some of the resources you'd send them to? Is that that you? Should I I have them reach out to you? Should I have them look at a website? Um, Are there any good books about this? Where would you recommend that people look for resources on insurance? Well, yeah, um,
1: the best one I could say probably uh, is just to reach out to us. We've got a a special email address set up just for this. It's called uh, pressurewashers at ICI.insurance. Um, you send an email to that, just tell us a little bit about the, you know, what you're looking for or what issue you're having. And uh, we'll, we can reach out, whether it's to answer a question about insurance or give you advice on risk management, uh, any of those types of things, we can go ahead and do that for you from that from that email. You can also just go to our website,
0: uh, www.ici.insurance. All right. So thank you very much. I really, I recommend to our audience, reach out to Jeff. Jeff knows what he's talking about. um, And I'm sure he can point you in the right direction for the information you need um, when it comes to insurance in this space. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. This has been a fantastic episode. I'm sure it will shine a lot of light um, onto you know, the current environment of insurance in the industry for our audience. And it really helped them you know grasp, grasp the concept, concept and understand where they need to be with it. So again, thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you to our audience. And um, keep, please keep engaging on Instagram. If there's anything specifically you want to hear on this show, if it's more insurance, people like Jeff, if you have any questions for Jeff and I need to bring Jeff back on, if it has to do with any aspect of the business, please let me know. Um, We'd love to have more facets of the business side of pressure washing on this podcast. So thank you very much. Engage on the Facebook. It's under underscore pressure underscore PW underscore podcast on Instagram, under pressure PW podcast on Instagram. We really appreciate all of the followers. We have some great stuff coming, and I'm really excited to share all of this great information and these guests with you. We're building a great community here. It's a fantastic community, and we're very excited to, to be joining it and meeting people like Jeff. So thank you very much. And, and keep tuning in for our fantastic lineup of guests that will be coming to you.
1: Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button and don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.